I'm Julie Hyde, and I believe you can't be a leader of others until you are a leader of self. It all starts with leading you. So if you are ready to be the best leader that you can be, you're in the right place. I'll be chatting to a diverse range of leaders who will spill the beans on their leadership, how they changed the game, insights into their mindset, and how they built the courage and resilience to be a modern leader with impact. Let's get into it. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Leading You. I had a conversation with a friend the other day, and she is telling me how busy she's been. And basically, her life has been consumed with work. And that's pretty much it. She works, she comes home, and it's a bit rinse and repeat like. And she goes, That's okay for now but I'm really conscious of not doing that for a long period of time because this is a cycle that she got stuck in in her previous role that she actually did leave because she wasn't feeling fulfilled and she wasn't feeling happy. Her work was controlling her and she got stuck into a cycle of just doing, doing, doing and being really busy. And when she stepped away from that and she had perspective and was able to look back on what was going on, she could see what her life was like. And she said, all I was doing was working. I actually didn't like the person that I was when I was doing that. And she wanted to make a change. There's a risk that she's back in this same cycle, but at least she's aware of it. And, you know, with self-awareness comes choice. So she has a choice as to whether she does something about it or not. But she's not the only one who is having these conversations. Just about everyone I speak to right now is busy and it's a version of busy, ranging from crazy busy, I'm so flat out, oh, I'm just running so fast, I can't keep up, the demands are just piling on top of me, you know, I'm feeling really exhausted. The amount of people who are feeling really exhausted as we jump into May when this is going to be released. I think what we need to be really conscious of right now is that it's not only the work demands that are, you know, tying up our thoughts that are draining us cognitively. It's everything else that's going on in the environment. It's very much about watching where our pennies are going. For many, it's getting into the housing market or getting a rental property. There are challenges all over the place locally. And then, of course, we've got the the war that's going on in Ukraine. That's just horrendous. What's happening in American politics? I mean, there's just so much happening that is really disruptive right now and, of course, with the climate. But the, the point is that there's always just so much going on. And what I'm really worried about for many, many reasons is that busy is back and it's back with a vengeance. As it was pre-COVID, it does not serve us in ways that are fulfilling and in ways that are meaningful for many of us. People get totally consumed by busy and there's a reason for that and I'm going to get into that and share that with you. 
But all the lessons that we seem to have learned through COVID seems to be a really distant memory. Those commitments that we made not to go back to life how it was pre-COVID seems to be a distant memory. Busy is back and we seem to have lost all of the lessons that we learned before. It's a choice. Busy is a choice. It doesn't matter whether you are self-employed, entrepreneurial, whether you have a career, whether you have a family, whether you have aging parents. Being busy, busy, meaning that you're not necessarily doing things that are meaningful purposeful and productive for you is an absolute choice. There will be periods of time, as I shared with you before, about my friend who knows that she's busy and it's just how it needs to be for that period of time. But being flat out crazy busy is not sustainable and it doesn't serve your well-being mentally or physically. That is a fact. And when we are busy, and I prefer to call it super productive because I think we have started to lean on this word busy as something that is a status symbol. You know, it's worn with a badge of honor, you know, that we're really busy because that means that we're successful and it absolutely does not. But there will be times when you have a lot on. There will be times when the demands on your time and on your energy are more than ideally what you would like and ideally what you would like as the norm. And that's okay. We just need to understand how to manage that and set some boundaries in place to make sure that it doesn't become status quo, that it doesn't become that situation normal. People will say to me, yeah, but I love being busy. I love being busy and, you know, it makes me feel really important. It makes me feel like I'm achieving. It makes me feel like I am doing something worthwhile. And if that's the case, if you actually are, then fine. If it's doing things intentionally and purposefully and that's going to get you closer to your goals, then that's great. But it depends how consuming this busy is and there's a real distinction for that. Because the fact is you cannot do everything all at once. And I know some women are going to say to me, yes, I can. I'm a fabulous multitasker, but you're not a multitasker. None of us can multitask. You're multifocusing. And that's a massive cognitive um, load on your brain and on your attention. And it's also something that we just can't do effectively. You might want to do everything all at once. And of course I do too, but you just can't. And um, there's a bucket load of research that supports this if you'd like to look into that. So why do we love busy? Why do we love it? Because busy can be addictive when we're constantly busy ticking things off that may or may not be meaningful or purposeful. We get a dopamine hit. And it feels really good. You know that when you cross something off your to-do list and you're like, yes, I'm so excited. I crossed that off. And what's the next thing? Let's get into this. And often we do make an overwhelming and unpurposeful to-do list. And I'm looking at my to-do list here because I've I've got a fair list, but uh, I'm pretty conscious that it is meaningful. 
But it's that fear, that dopamine hit, and that's how we get addicted to busy. And research indicates that an individual perceives a level of busyness that is connected to their self-worth, that if they're not busy, then what are they? As I said before, it's like a status symbol. And individuals who are busy by choice feel needed. They feel in demand. They feel important and thus really, you know, elevating self-worth. So culturally, there's been a really big shift in status perception in that material objects and goods are no longer the only indicator of social standing, if you like. It's now an individual's busyness, you know, how busy they are if they're overworked and they have a real lack of leisure time, a lack of do anything for themselves, that they are perceived as a higher status. That can often be the case in corporate. And it's like, why? I just don't understand that thinking. And of course, the busier you are does not mean that you are productive. Busyness and productivity can be confused with one another. If you are busy, you might have a lot on your plate, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're being productive or using your time efficiently. Being productive means being able to complete a task or getting something done. And to qualify that, that is the right task effectively and efficiently. You do not need to be busy in order to be productive. So being busy has to do with how you spend your time where productivity is more about what you accomplish, like what is that task that you are accomplishing. So what I wanted to share with you is 10 things that you're missing out on by being busy because missing out on so much by just being consumed by this busyness and it's often not serving people. There are so many people that I mentor, both men and women, who are feeling really unfulfilled right now, who are feeling really unhappy. And they are really asking themselves that question, like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? How is this serving me? I'm just back on the busy treadmill and it's just not making a positive difference to my life. In fact, I feel tired, I feel exhausted and I'm really, really sick of it and I want to make a change. And sometimes by understanding what we're missing out on can be the fuel for you to make the change. When we become really self-aware of these things, that can be the thing that motivates us forward. And it certainly doesn't need to take a health diagnosis or, you know, a significant event happening in your life for you to understand that your life just isn't working for you. I'm a big believer that we have one life and we have to make that work for us. Sometimes you'll be working more, sometimes you'll be working less but you've got to make it work for you and make sure that you're looking after your physical and mental well-being because without it, without it, you are nothing. Without being healthy, without your mental well-being, you cannot operate effectively 
in a professional sense. So let's get into it. 10 things. The first thing is the connection with you. And this is what a lot of people realize through COVID is how much they were disconnected from who they were, what they stood for, what their values were, and really what is the legacy that they're creating. Because by feeling like you're running on this treadmill that you can't get off despite your best efforts, you always get caught up in going back to being busy, you know, whether that's because you're a people pleaser or you're working with someone who just puts a really a whole, whole lot of demands on you, or if you're a person who's running away from yourself through your busyness because you don't want to deal with something that's not right, you really lose that connection with you. And that's when you can start feeling really, really sad. And I feel like this is one of the things where people are really suffering now is that they're really losing that connection with themselves. And of course, when you're not connected to you, you're not anchored. You're not anchored to who you are, what you stand for and what you don't stand for. And that's so important. The second thing is that you miss out on tuning into your intuition because you're so busy doing whatever it is that you're doing connected to technology is that you miss out on those signs that your intuition is sending to you. You're missing out on the messages, missing out on understanding what your body is trying to tell you. There's a reason why, you know, you wake up and you feel like you're dragging yourself around. There's a reason why something on your body isn't right or something is not feeling right in your body. There's a reason why there's a message that got, that has got to your brain telling you that. It's because you need to do something about it. It's because something isn't right. So we're missing out on all of those messages in understanding that to make a really good decision or to make a decision not to do something. So our intuition is there to tune into, but you need stillness and you need silence to be able to hear those messages. The third thing, and this is a big one to be really conscious of, particularly professionally, is that you are missing out on sharing how you're making an impact. By answering the question, hi, how are you? Or how's work going? Oh my God, it's so busy. Tells me nothing. I don't understand how you're making a difference. I don't understand the impact that you're making. I don't understand what you're progressing towards, how you're making a difference. So if you are doing that in networking environments, if you're doing that in your professional environment, in your workplace, if you're an entrepreneur and this is how you respond to people that you speak to on the phone or as you meet or who you're introduced to, you're missing out on a golden opportunity to share with people how you're making an impact, how um, you are making a difference. What is it that you're working on right now? Change your language to really share with people what you're doing and how you're doing it. How's it lighting you up? And if it's not, there's another decision that probably needs to be made. The fourth thing is quality time with those you love. And this is something that really came out in COVID. 
I remember um, someone sharing with me that she, through all of her business pre-COVID, she'd missed out on so much with her children. She'd missed out on really understanding their values, who were they, who they were growing into. And she was really sad about that. And of course, you can't do anything about the past, but you can change what you're doing now to influence the future. So that was a really big learning for her through COVID and it was something that she really, really wanted to change. And I always remember, and I might have shared this story about a lady coming up to me at a workshop when she shared with me that her um, daughter had come to her and said, Mom, I'm really, really sick of being a technology orphan. I am so sick of you coming home and just being stuck on the phone because that's how she experienced her her mom. She was just constantly attached to her phone. And to have a language like that, I think the um, girl was nine, to have a language like that to communicate to her mom, you sort of think, wow, that's a problem, but wow, what a gift if she actually made the changes. So we're so wrapped up in our work that we compromise catching up with friends, doing things that we love, being with people that we love, really connecting with those who we love. And I mean connecting, like being present, being interested, being curious about other people and just making the most of the time that we have with these people who we say are important to us, but our actions don't always show that. If there's something I've learned from my cancer diagnosis, it's that life is short and we all have a choice about how we live and lead. When life throws you lemons, you crack open the GNT. My inspiring keynote designed for leaders and those who know that we are all leaders. The day my life changed forever, how to be the leader of your own life has been described as life-changing both personally and professionally. And I am now delivering this presentation to corporations, associations, and teams across Australia. If this is something that interests you, you can find out more via my website, juliehyde.com.au. So number six is the value of downtime. Now, do you remember our recess at school when we had a break from learning and we'd go outside and we'd run around and we'd catch up with our friends and we'd talk and we'd just be kids, just be in the moment. We are missing the value of downtime and it is so valuable for us. We need rest. We can't keep running a marathon. It's not sustainable for us. So we need that downtime for our brains to regenerate, to rest, to recuperate from the day and just to relax. But it's like we're really missing out on that downtime because for some reason we feel like we've got 24 hours in the day and we have to fill 20 hours of that with doing. We're missing out on being. We're human beings. We're not human doings. Number seven, we're missing out on noticing really beautiful things that are around us every day. That might be the sunset, might be the sunrise, the change in season, the change in people. When relationships aren't serving us anymore, we're missing out on noticing changes. It might be changes within us that aren't right. 
that we need to address. We're just missing out on noticing really subtle things because we're just too busy to notice. It might be things with your family, with your partner, with your children, but we're missing out on those signs that if we had have noticed, we could have jumped on quicker, that if we had have noticed, we could have asked questions about. But we're really missing out on noticing those things. Number eight is really appreciating the now. We're not in the moment. We're always up in our head. We're always focused on what we should be doing, what we need to do next, what we need to do tomorrow. Oh, I didn't get to that today. But we're not really appreciating the moment and the times that we live in, which are really, really good times. We're very lucky um, in terms of how we live or a majority of us. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably extremely lucky. But it's really valuing now and living for now um, while also making progress to the future, but we're really missing out on appreciating now. The ninth thing is that we are really missing out on the connection with others. We're so connected digitally and yet the amount of people who feel lonely, who feel isolated, who don't have strong connection with their friends or with others is really mind-blowing and it's really scary because if we did reach out to others, if we did make time, if we did harness our energy to actually have those connection with others, we're going to, A, feel so much happier, we're going to be doing things that light us up if you are connecting with those who are right for you and who you just want to be around. Don't be too busy to say no to your friends all the time. Don't be too busy not to spend time with your family. Don't be too busy to make time to go and see your family, whether they live far away or not. That connection with other people is so important to us as humans. We are tribal. We're not built to be alone. We're built to be with others. And, of course, that will mean different things to different people. And the 10th thing is, of course, our well-being. One of the things that is compromised because of busyness is sleep. And sleep is so, so important for our physical and our mental well-being. You only have to look at how athletes operate and to understand, so to get to really high performance, that rest really restorative rest is so important and you get the best quality sleep earlier in the night so before 12 p.m that's a fact we need between seven I think it's between seven and nine hours sleep a night that means we need to disconnect from technology at least an hour before we go to bed it doesn't mean going to bed and scrolling through your phone doesn't mean going to bed and listening to a podcast. It means resting. People say that one of their values is health and fitness or health and well-being, but their actions don't support it. So your well-being is so, so critically important, as I mentioned before, to how you operate professionally, to how you feel 
to how you operate each day, to your energy levels. So are you really looking after your well-being? Do you have great boundaries in place to support your well-being? We all are very different and we all need different things. I need sleep or I'm a horrible person. I need to eat well at least, you know, 80% of the week. I, I, I have always needed to do that. And when I do it, I operate at my best and I feel so much better and I have so much more energy. So well-being is one of the things that we really compromise. So really think about those 10 things and really think about what you're doing right now. Is this really how you need and want to live your life? What are you hiding through your busyness? So if you stopped this perpetual busyness, what would you be doing instead? Enjoying your weekends, enjoying your holidays instead of limping over the line, often getting sick because your body has stopped running on adrenaline because your body can only do that for so long. But really, really think about it. And I hope this has been potentially a bit of a reminder for you in terms of busy is not your status symbol. Busy is not the badge of honour that you need to be wearing. Take it off. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate your listening and I really hope that you will share this with someone who you think is too busy. We need to stop glamorizing it before people reach the point of burnout, before you get a severe health diagnosis, before you miss out on the richness of whatever it is that's out there waiting for you. So thank you for tuning in and I hope that this episode has really got you thinking about how you are leading yourself, how you are leading your life and how you are leading yourself professionally. Thank you. Thank you.